let's get to that scripture in James. Uh, James chapter 5, verse 14. Is any one of you sick? You know, it, it, he wasn't even sure. He had to ask the question if, if anyone was sick. Is anyone among you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Do you notice that, that, that healing of sickness and forgiveness of sins was mentioned in the same breath? Why? Because it comes from the same atonement. That when Christ died on the cross, he died for your sin and for your sickness. That's why it's both mentioned here. And there's, there's, for some reason, there's a separation that, 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 that Christianity has, has put into the mix unscripturally. That forgiveness of sins is one thing and then sickness is a complete other thing. Not according to the scripture. Look at verse 16. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So, so right there, based off of that, you know that there is something that you can do if there so happens to be sickness. And I, and I understand, you know, listen, I, I completely understand that, that it is, if, if, if your body is being attacked with sickness, you're probably not, <laughs> the, first thing you, the first thing you probably think of is, is probably not to go to the word right away. Maybe, maybe some of you do, but maybe your, your, your mind is, you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, I always pray. For healing, and I always pray uh, uh, to be kept to be kept he healed. And why didn't it work for me? Why am I still sick? Well, let me tell you something. You're in the right place because I might be one of the most stubborn people that exists because I will never stop believing what I know to be true. I believe that I can have what the Bible says I can have, and if the Bible says that I can be healed, then I receive that, regardless of what what's happening on the outside regard you might feel the opposite of what the word says but we don't go by feeling and we don't go by sight you know when the bible says that we walk by faith not by sight because what you might be seeing in the natural might look the complete opposite of what you're reading in the word what i just read well i prayed and and, and i'm still sick well then keep praying and i'm gonna pray pray for everybody at, at the end of this broadcast so, so stick around and share it if, if you know someone who's battling sickness. Because let me tell you something, the devil's having a field day when it comes to sickness. And, and, I, 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 and I curse that and I rebuke that because I, 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 do not, I know that it is not what God wants for his children. It's an attack from the enemy. It's attack from the pit of hell. You know, when Jesus, when Jesus healed, he healed a woman and, and said that this woman was oppressed by the devil. So he, 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 he said, he let you know that sickness is from the devil. And, and, you know, and I've heard, you know, people, people saying, yeah, that's right, Lisa. The devil is a liar and he uses fear and fear, fear. And it's, this is not even just a biblical thing. It's a scientific thing that fear makes things worse. That, that fear can actually have an effect on how you feel in your body. Because fear is a, is, a, is a wicked spirit. You know, when the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, it's, it's because fear is, is something demonic. When we're, if you're afraid of sickness, that, that's, that, that's a stronghold that you need to break. You know, the... It, I've heard people say, you know, stuff to the effect of, well, you know, the, the, the Bible says, you know, that we're going to go through difficult things. Yeah, it's referring to persecution, not sickness. Jesus said himself, he said it himself, you will be persecuted on account of me, on account of your faith. He said that. I don't see a place where Jesus said, and also, you're going to be sick a lot. 
No. What did he do when it came to sickness? He healed them. So there's no, never come to a point ever where you, where you believe that, that it's normal for you to be sick. It's not normal for you to be sick. It's not normal. It's not, it's not what the Lord wants. It's not what he has for you. I don't know if this is a word for somebody, but you know, when the Bible says that, that God has, has given me a hope and a future, that goes for everybody. You, you have a hope and a great future and it will not be cut short. It will not be cut short by it, by something from the devil. Turn to Acts chapter three. That's okay. My God, God forgives you. You know, because, and that's the thing, it's, it's a, it is a kind of a, a natural human thing because it's the first thing that comes into your mind. <laughs> I, <laughs> believe me, and I'm not going to go into detail, but, but nobody knows this more than me at this very moment. So I'm not saying stuff, not understanding what people are going through. Let's read Acts chapter 3, starting at verse 1. That's true, Lisa. Our mind plays tricks on us. That's why we have to live by the Spirit, not according to the flesh. Because our flesh will automatically go to all the worst-case scenarios, um, you know, to, to all the, the, the bad stuff that could happen. Or I heard this and I heard that, <laughs> you know, and, and again, it's like I said before, there has been stuff in this world that you don't, we don't even realize how bad it is or where it came from. You think that, that what's happening now is new. No, it's just that it's being talked about every single day. There's been a lot of things. It's just never been, uh, beaten into us the way that, that this is, that's the difference. But, but you think this is something new that's never happened before? This is an evil world where wicked people want to destroy you. Turn to Acts chapter 3, starting at verse 1. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those who were going to the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. You know, um, I've been watching, or trying to, because people's live streams like just don't work. But anyways, I've been trying to watch uh, the miracle services that Evangelist Jonathan is doing with, with Preacher Jay. And, and you know... People walking up out of wheelchairs, throwing their canes down. This is real stuff. It happens now. This isn't just a story from the book of Acts that isn't possible now. Because if the name of Jesus worked then, it works now. It never stops working. It doesn't suddenly stop uh, because there's no, nothing else written in the Bible. If the name of Jesus was strong then, it's just as strong now. If it worked then, it worked now. Because the Bible says that God doesn't change. He says, I am the Lord God and I change not. Mike says a man took off his ox oxygen. That's that's crazy. But, I, I, but I'm not surprised. Because there, it was an atmosphere of faith where people knew, if I come here, I will be healed. Let's keep reading because I have a lot of scripture and I want to, I want to get to it all because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. And the only way that your faith is going to be built up tonight 
is by hearing the scripture and hearing these stories because they're not just uh, um, nice little stories. Oh, that was cool. No, it, it, it's real stuff. Yeah, Mike says a woman took off her cast. That That's amazing. Um, then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the beggar held on to Peter and John, the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness has made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him as you can all see. Say that out loud where you are. By faith in the name of Jesus. There is something about that name. I think that's the song. And it's true. <laughs> you know, there's a reason why the name of Jesus is, is you know, kind of tossed around in a negative context. Did you, did you know that? It, it's kind of like a, a swear word. Trying to strip the power out of it. That the world is trying to take a name that is filled with so much power and reduce it to something for, for, that is supposed to be bad. It is Jesus's name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing, as you can all see. Let's go to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, verse 12. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell to his face and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And what did Jesus say? Well, you know, everybody gets sick. Just deal with it. Just wait for it to pass. It'll pass. Take some Tylenol. You'll be fine. Jesus said he reached out his hand and touched him. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. And immediately, the leprosy left him. Let's go to Luke chapter 8. Starting at verse 40. Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man... Hi, Pastor Steve. Then a man named Jairus... Jer, no, Jairus. I said it wrong. You know how I am with names. It's, it's bad. A ruler of the synagogue came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. Thank you, Michelle, for, for, for posting that verse because that's another point uh, that I want to bring out tonight. God is willing it is his will that you would be healed. Jesus said it. Lord, if you're willing, Jesus said, I am willing. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. But no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak and immediately, man, that's the third time that the word immediately is said, by the way, that I, I just realized 
that's three three things that that immediately 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 and immediately her bleeding stopped who touched me jesus asked when they all denied it peter said master the people are crowding and pressing against you but jesus said someone touched me i know that power has gone out from me then the woman seeing that she could not go unnoticed came trembling and fell at his feet in the presence of all the people she told him why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus. I got it right that time. The synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe and she will be healed. In the natural, it was over. In the natural, she was already dead. Jesus hadn't even had a chance to go, to, to go there yet. Right? What did it say? Um, as Jesus was on his way, the crowds pressed against him, and, and, and he was on his way to do one miracle, and then another one happened just like that because the woman with the issue of blood touched him. In the natural, the situation was over. What did they say? She's dead. Don't bother him anymore. What did Jesus say? Don't be afraid. Just believe. Why, why was he afraid? Like I said earlier, because fear is an attack from the enemy to, to get you to think things. He's instructing this, this man, don't be afraid. She will be healed. Just believe. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let any, anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, my child, get up. Her spirit returned and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what happened. Pastor Steve, is this a request by accident or you want to come in the video? Because <laughs> people press it by accident all the time. And like, if you, if you did it by accident and like you're in your pajamas or something, like, you know, that's embarrassing. So let me know. If that was a real request and I'll, I'll bring you in because <laughs> it happens I mean someone came on here without a shirt on no accident okay uh, there it is hi pastor Steve how's it going froze this is not it's not my internet this time <laughs> i know i have like questionable uh signal here but i don't know it looks like pastor sees in a bunker or something like that i don't know what happened oh he left Technical difficulties. Wait, let me see if I can invite him. Wait, how do I do it? <laughs> Two for the price of one. That's right, Chiba. And he can't get much better, I think. Why does this not work when I press it? It's really annoying me. Okay, accept. There it is. Sorry about that. I had <clears throat> two devices running at the same time and didn't know which one to pick me up on.
we're in confined areas, you know, it's, it's a risk to people's lives and stuff like that. So the reason why I wanted to come on is because this is exactly what's happening for most Christians 99% of the time, okay? You could be listening to someone who's anointed like Marcy, who's like reading out of the scriptures and talking about Jesus healing, and, and the thing is he heals immediately and, and so on, and, and, and have faith built up, and it's incredible how quick you can walk away with that, you know, with that faith that's being built up, just switch over, and then you'll hear another talking head, but a, a talking head, Marcy is not a talking head, <laughs> start to say stupid stuff like, you know what, it's dangerous. So on one hand, you're listening to faith, and on the other hand, you're listening to fear and doubt. Now, I want to tell you something, okay, because I've been talking to a lot of people over the past few days, you know what? I also want to remind everyone, sorry, I'm not hijacking, Marcy, because you can ask me and interrupt me anytime because this is your broadcast, but I, I haven't done this in so long. Um, number one, people are forgetting that. Now, I'm talking in, in the natural. I'm not talking out of faith. I'm talking this is naturally flu season. It's incredible how we have been conditioned now to constantly question who gave me the flu and who gave me whatever okay in 45 years of life i've never once ever asked anyone did you give me uh did you give me the cold did you give me a flu traditionally speaking at this time of year especially is when people get colds and flu now any one of you and i'm talking to all 58 viewers that are watching this thing or anyone who would watch later if your mind automatically goes to COVID and your mind automatically goes to like, are they dying? Am I going to die? Am I going to get sick? Am I going to do that? Well, obviously you're not listening to what Marcy said. Okay? That, that's the, you're not listening to that. You, the Bible says that if you have a, a double-minded person can expect nothing from God. Nothing. And so... I'm just like, I wanted to get on for two seconds. I, I want to say, listen to what Marcy is saying. Stop listening to Teresa Tam. Because obviously she has no clue what she's talking about. And the thing that I don't think most people that are watching here realize is that you've already swallowed the pill. And you've been conditioned by the things of this world more than you, you've been conditioned by. If you want to believe what the Bible says, because it sounds right, it sounds true, it sounds fake. But it's incredible how quickly... When things go the opposite way, how fear sets in right away, and all of a sudden, like we, we, we do everything in our power to try to preserve our life. Cut it out, all right? So don't freak out. I already heard people saying, I heard a bunch of people at church are all have COVID, and it's a breakthrough, a breakout of COVID, and all this stuff. Um, people, there's a breakout, of, there's an outbreak of the flu everywhere right now. Okay, colds. People are going. They don't have to go get tested, but they go get tested. Why? What's the difference? So you got tested positive. All you did was find out that if you have or you don't have COVID, and if you have COVID, you're questioning when are the rest of the symptoms going to set in, and when am I going to die? And if you don't have COVID, then you're worried because you don't know exactly what you have, and then you're starting to wonder what are the symptoms going to be like, and when am I going to die? Just trust God you're going to make it you're going to make it out of this you're going to make it through this God's hand is on every single one of you if you place your trust in it no need to be afraid that's why listen to what Marcy is saying and what she's reading because she's not reading her own opinion she's reading it out of the Bible she's talking about our Savior she's talking about the one who delivers us not just from our sins but he delivers us from our sickness, and I'm, I'm, I'm a, a, a living, breathing witness of God's grace on my life, on my wife's life, on my children's lives, because I've seen it over and over again, how God responded and took us out of some of the most difficult situations that I can't even explain or express to you. That's why I'm very happy that Marcy's talking about this today. Pastor Oscar was talking about healing yesterday. It's like I was told, Pastor Oscar was talking, he goes, you have to see the crowd yesterday, Pastor. How was the crowd? They were down. Why were they down? Because uh, like they're afraid. Afraid of what? It's incredible how everyone's brave and bold and all that kind of stuff until something happens. You know, courage is often measured.
So listen to words of faith. Marcy, keep on preaching what you're preaching. I'm very happy to hear that. that I, you know, I wasn't planning on coming on. I told my wife just a minute ago, I said, I got to get on because like Marcy just like made my soul happy. You know? I got to just say a, 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 a thing. I got to say something here because you know what? You can either choose to listen to Marcy or Teresa can, but you can listen to both. And when I say Marcy, obviously I'm talking about the word. I'm talking about Jesus. You can either listen to the word and have your faith built, or you can listen to Teresa Tam that's making people afraid for Christmas, for heaven's sakes. You know, and, and here's the irony. Christmas is the celebration of the birth of our Savior. Instead, no, we're not going to sing Christmas carols. We're not going to gather together. We're not going to have, what is it that we have at Christmas? I come from an Italian household. We traditionally have lasagna. <laughs> We always have a pasta entree. I mean, without a pasta entree, it's not Christmas, apparently. It's not Christmas without <laughs> pasta entree. That's why it's like, I don't know. I don't know if you see it. It's just, I, 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 it frustrates me. It frustrates me. Like, for instance, I, I had a little bit of a cold. You know, it's, you know the, the Lord touched my body. The Lord touched my wife's body. You know, we're, we're, we're not missing a beat. We're back on track. We're going to make things happen. And that's how it is. People are just tripping out for nothing. It's just incredible to me. I'm talking to church people. I, you know, if you don't if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you don't have an understanding of the Word. I mean, listen, I don't expect you to get it. I know, like we sound crazy to you, and that's fine. But the point is, man, the Word of God makes certain promises, makes certain um, statements, and we gotta follow that stuff. We, we, I believe it. I live by it. You know, and I, so you, you you gotta just trust. The Lord, stop thinking that you're going to die at every turn. You're not going to die. <laughs> anyway, Morris, I'm sorry. I just like, I didn't <laughs> preach yesterday, and I could have preached. I could have been in church, no problem. You know the only reason why, and I'm going to tell people on Sunday, it's because people hear that I have the sniffles, and then I'll, the next thing I need is people walking around going, oh, uh, Pastor Steve put uh, his congregation in jeopardy. He, he must have COVID. I don't have COVID. I did it just because, you know what? I, I needed a rest. And you know what? I didn't need you guys to panic any more than you already had to. So that's that. Mars, what do you have to add? This is your program tonight. Uh, I hijacked it. I, I can confidently say that I also do not have COVID. So, because I know that people were messaging me concerned. I am fine. And I will continue to be fine. <laughs> everyone will continue to be fine. That's right. And everyone will be back at it. You're allowed to rest once a year. Yeah, exactly. I'm allowed to rest once a year. I have never missed church in 10 years of church, okay? I have never, ever, once, have ever said, you know what? I, I've, I've preached with a fever years ago. I, like, I, I've preached through some crazy stuff. I could have easily been there yesterday. I just needed to rest. My body needed to rest. You know why? Because the thing is, you can't keep burning the candle at both ends and say, you know what, God, heal me. You're doing it to yourself, you fool. So you know what? Like, we'll be back. We'll be back on track. Listen to the word of God. Listen to, don't get tired of the message of healing. I know it's like, you know, we hear a lot, but you know what? Uh, you never get tired of listening to the message of sickness all day long from Teresa Tam and, and Justin Trudeau and all them. So, you know, it's time that, that, that we spend a little bit of time talking about healing. And it's time that people start to, like, embrace the message and stop, like, like, like letting your doubts guide you. And I, I know people that, I know people that, like, in church, they're, they're listening to the message on healing and they're burning and they're so angry inside. It kills me. that happened in their past they they, 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 they they put their experience above the word don't do it don't fall for the fear don't fall for this junk just trust the Lord through this you're going to make it uh, we're going to make it through this whole like craziness by the way you know I was very encouraged today. I read something and like it uplifted me to, like, I, I, like it uplifted me to the point where I started to like fill up with tears God's not done with Montreal God's not done with Quebec God's not done with Good News Chapel. God's not done with people that fear his name. God's not done healing people. You're going to see the miraculous like you've never seen it before. 
that's all I had to say about that. Marcy, I'm really sorry. No, it's <laughs> everyone's glad to see you, I know. <laughs> I could tell. Yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm alive for heaven's sake. Like, I, I walked into church today. I went to pick up my... I dropped my daughter off. I went to pick her up. People saw me. I was like, you're alive. Yeah, I'm alive and I'm well. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to heaven alive and well. I'm So the, the, I just like the message to everyone is like, just feed your spirit with faith, feed your spirit with the word. Listen to this message that Marcy is reading and that she's going to finish, you know, giving in a moment. Allow the word of God and the spirit of God to speak to your heart today. And like, let that fear be crushed once and for all. God is not in heaven saying, you know what, I'm just going to leave them hanging. He doesn't do that. That's, that's, not, that's not a parent who cares for his children. That's not a father who cares for his children. So he cares for you. You just like trust him. Trust the love that he has for you. You're going to be fine. That's it. I'll field any questions if you have, Marcy. Other than that, I'll let you go. I've done enough, enough interrupting tonight. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay? It's okay. All right. Like people are disappointed. Hey, you know what? Pastor Steve doesn't have COVID. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're alive. We're doing well. Oh man. And uh, we'll be back. I'm going to be back in the office this week. We're going to have a good time. Get ready for Sunday because I know Pastor Oscar uplifted, uplifted everyone with the message that he that he brought yesterday about healing and so on. No, anyway, I'll bring you guys back down to earth because we got to do Revelation chapter 12 next week. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice break. No, I'm just kidding. No, I know, I know, I know you meant it, that's fine. Anyway, to everyone, I love you. I hope to see you all, um, what am I going to see you? Sunday, Friday, Sunday, Friday, Friday first, then Sunday. We'll be in church on Friday. Uh, you'll be fine, you're unvaccinated. That's true. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'm perfectly fine. All right, Marcy, carry on. You're doing a great job. Everyone else, I'm signing off. Or else I'll just interrupt over and over again. And that'll be terrible. Okay, bye everyone. Bye, Pastor Steve. How do I get off this thing? I have no idea. Mm. Okay, I'm just going to push the X. Okay. <laughs> All right. It was good to, good to see Pastor Steve. He is alive and well. And, you know, just, just by the way, I understand that, um, you know, sickness is, is no picnic. Let me tell you, we're not trying to downplay it. Like I want, I want to make that clear. I'm well aware that that it, it takes a toll on people's bodies because it's it's an evil thing. It, it, it it's something that's designed to destroy us. It 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 takes uh like I said, it it steals your peace. It robs you of your joy. You're not joyful when you're sick. You're miserable, right? So so when 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 that scripture says that the the, the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, that's all part of it. That's not what that God's not bringing you that. He, he, that's not from God. He, do, he doesn't want you to sit around being miserable, uh, putting all these scenarios in your head or what's going to happen with this and what if I don't get better and what if I have to, you know, that, that's straight from, from the pit of hell. And so you have to reject that with everything that's within you. You, you have to combat that with the word of God. And that's why I'm reading the scripture, you know, because like I said, I'm like, you know, in, in the natural it, it could be a severe thing and the natural could be something that that it is something that attacks your body that makes you feel horrible you know that's all and it's all you could think about you know um i i had a a, 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 a not so great weekend but I, I decided to watch my favorite movie just just to like <laughs> just because like i'm not gonna sit around and be like you know and just be i don't know like with with a long face and, and being sad i'm like no i'm like i have the joy of the lord I'm, I'm not letting the devil steal my joy and don't let him steal your joy you know because that that's what he wants because people who who, who are, should be filled with joy and should be filled with the spirit who are actually miserable they're not going to get anything done Look, let, let me continue reading um luke chapter 9 so this is right after the story that Jesus heals Jairus' daughter. Uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 1. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. 
He sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Let me ask you something. If sickness was something that God wanted, why would Jesus give power to his disciples to heal the sick? Then there's a problem. Then, the, 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 you know, the, the Bible talks about that a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. So you can't have sickness and healing from the same source. They're not from the same source. Sickness is from the devil and healing is from the Lord. Because if Jesus was fine, if God was fine with people being sick, why would he have to give authority to drive out demons and cure diseases? He said, preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. It goes hand in hand. The gospel is, is forgiveness of sins and healing of sickness. It's both because Jesus took care of both of those things when he went to the cross. He took stripes on his back so that you would not have to sit or live in sickness right now. I'm going to read a part of a book, a book that changed my life, that I, I really was never the same after I read this book. It's called Healing the Sick. And I, I understand that for a lot of people, you know, they, they don't are, they're like, oh, well, you know, People are sick all the time. Obviously, it doesn't work. I really, again, we don't walk by faith. Uh, sorry, wow. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. So sure, in the natural, there might be sick people. But I know what the word says. And I know what faith does. Like I read in, in, in the book of Acts. How was that man healed? Through faith in the name of Jesus. Let, let me read a, a part of this, this book which is basically uh, uh, speaking of James chapter 5, which I read at the beginning of the broadcast. Notice what James asks. Is any sick among you? I believe it is in the bookstore, yes. It should be. That does not infer that healing is only for a few favored ones. Favored ones. He is bold to declare the promise of healing to, to anyone who's sick. Every person who is sick has a Bible right to call for the elders of the church and to be healed, and if necessary, to be saved at the same time. That should make you rejoice, especially if you have been taught, if he, taught that healing is just for the lucky ones or just for those whom God happens to want to heal. And that's the biggest error that, that, that has happened throughout Christianity, especially recently, that God, you know, we don't know who God's going to heal. Sometimes he heals. Sometimes he doesn't. That's not true. That's a fallacy. That's not what the word of God says. There is no point that, that, that ever it was picking and choosing. Oh, uh, Jesus, that person's sick. Okay, well, you know what? I don't know. I'm not really in the mood. Let me look at this one over here. Let me think about it. No, it's available to all who believe. Healing is for you. You have a right to health in your body as well as health in your soul. Because James says in chapter 5, and I'll read it again, the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise them up. And if they have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. James then adds, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. This is a clear promise and easy to understand. So, so there are promises. Let, let, what did I mention before? Talking about the covenant. We're part of a better covenant built on better promises. That's right. Uh, that's right. No, no exemptions we never need to beg. It's, all, it's true. It's always God's will to heal. If it wasn't, why? Why would Jesus give power to his disciples to cure the sick? They, you, he wouldn't need to do that. It would just be kind of like, well, you know, just, just tell them, tell them God loves them. And, you know, maybe, maybe he'll, 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 and maybe he won't. And that's a, 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 a wrong thinking that, that has permeated the church for years. And people have been forced to live in struggle and live in sickness because they don't understand the promises that are afforded to them as a child of God. What I want to do before I close tonight is I, we're going to pray and I, and I, I, you know, and I truly believe, and I, I don't just say this because it sounds nice or, or, or because, you know, I want to, I want you to, you know, to be happy and not be sad, but this will encourage you. 
I'm going to read some prayer from the book and then I'm going to pray. And I want you wherever you are, because I know that there are sick people who are watching this. I know. And I know that it's difficult. And I know that it's been a challenge. And I know that you're discouraged. And I know that, 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 that it, it might be even the worst thing you've ever felt. I, I know that. But let me tell you something. You know, the Bible talks about that the curse of disobedience is sickness that's named and not named. So there are things that, that, that the biblical writers didn't even know existed, but it still counts. God heals all of them. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read um, these prayers from this book because it's, it's really, really great prayers. And wherever you are, you know, I'm believing, um, I'm going to join my faith with your faith. And I'm going to believe that by the end of this broadcast that you're going to be feeling better. Not that it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm pretty much the same. No, I, I believe because I believe in the power of the word of God and I believe in the power of prayer. And faith, faith is the thing that, that, that makes all the difference. And not just the kind of faith that, that you're just repeating stuff because you're like, well, I know I'm supposed to say that. I know that I'm supposed to believe that. But deep down, it, it, nothing's happening. No, pray from your spirit because your mind is going to tell you something that's contrary. Well, you're, you're really sick. Look at you. You're in bed. You can't move. You feel terrible. You know, you, you never felt worse. Your mind is going to tell you all those things because that's what's happening in the natural but, but what happens when you pray is that it, it goes into the supernatural because that's where God performs his miracles. It's God coming out of the supernatural into the natural to make a difference. And so it doesn't matter what your natural mind might be saying. It doesn't even matter what your body might be feeling. You might be feeling pain. You might be feeling fever. You might be coughing right now. But, but you know what? It doesn't matter if that's what you're feeling. Because know and believe that God wants to heal you and he wants you to be well. Because sick people can't do anything. Just, what, what can sick people do? Nothing. They're, they're, just, they're just lying around. They're, they, they're not doing anything. You know, and that's what the devil wants. To knock you off your feet. To, 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 to stop you from, from doing what you know you need to be doing. And, I, and I'm going to go as far as saying this. You know, the, the quarantine rules and the, the isolation rules to, to force you to stay at home when you don't even have to. It's just, it's all designed. It's all designed to, to stop the mission that we have as Christians on this earth. It's designed to, you know, people can be like, oh, look, they got sick. Oh, look, that person got sick. Oh, I guess it's not going to work for me. Just to sow doubt, just to sow confusion, just to cause people to not believe. You know, like Pastor Steve said about, about being double-minded, you know, because you think you believe and then you heard, well, that person got sick and, and, and you know, and they're really sick. So I guess it's not going to work for me. Okay, then it won't. If, that, if that's how you want to look at it, then it won't. You know, you, you can't take that kind of posture with this kind of stuff because sickness is, is a bad thing. It's a bad thing. It, and you can't take it lightly. You have to understand, you have to understand that, that, that it, it's a demonic oppression and it's a stronghold of the enemy that has to be broken. But it's not difficult to break because we have the instructions. We don't have to wonder, what do I do? How do I handle it? We know what to do. Now I'm going to read these prayers and I want you to pray it with me. Sincerely, with, even if you don't have a lot of strength, even if, if you can barely get the words up, listen to these prayers, repeat these prayers. Father, I come according to your word, knowing that you always make your word good and fulfill your promises. You said, I am the Lord that heals you. Thank you for the fact that when I believe the good news of what Jesus did on my behalf, and when I receive him into my heart, Satan has no place in my life. That is why you said, behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You gave me power and authority over all devils 
and to cure diseases. You promised that as a believer of the gospel, I can in your name cast out devils. I can lay my hands on the sick and they shall recover. Put your hand on the afflicted part of your body. And, and if your whole body feels bad, put your hand on your head. I can lay my hands on the sick and they shall recover. I do now take you at your word. Take God at his word because he does not lie. The book of Numbers says that God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that would change his mind. Take him at his word. If he said it, he will do it. I, I rebuke the enemy which has caused my suffering. I resist this oppression of the devil. Rebuke and resist because that's what it is. It's a demonic oppression. You rebuke that and you resist it with everything within you. And you say, well, I don't have a lot of strength. I'm so weak. You might be weak in your body, but you're strong in your spirit that you can still pray these things and know that they'll work. In the name of Jesus, I command the sickness, which is a spirit of infirmity, to leave and every symptom to be destroyed in the name of Jesus who is present now. Know that Jesus is present in your room wherever you are right now. As you lie in bed, as you sit somewhere, wherever you are, he is there. And every symptom that you might be feeling, a headache, a fever, a cough, a pain, it has to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you have heard my prayer and have granted my answer. You bore my sins and my diseases. Now I am free of them. Just as you are free of sin, so too are you free of sickness. You do, if you, we don't have to live as slaves to sin, then we're not slaves to sickness either. Both of those things go hand in hand. That when Jesus took them on the cross, we no longer have to bear them anymore. He stood in our place as a sacrifice for us that we might be healed. That we no longer have to offer sacrifices of animals and blood and go every week and, 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 and keep having to go over and over again because it's never enough. It only needed to happen one time that Jesus said once and for all, it is finished. I now understand that Satan has lost all dominion over me. When you suffered my sickness by your stripes, I was healed. The grace and life of Jesus Christ, which now live in me, heal me of all my sin and disease. I am saved. I am healed. I am free. I claim the promise of healing from my body now by faith in your word. And I thank you that the very source of my sickness is destroyed. That according to Jesus' promise, I shall recover. If you're sick right now, you shall recover. It's not going to be the last thing that happens and that's it. No way. This isn't the end for you. No matter how old you are. Whether you're, 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 you're in your, your 80s or whether you're one years old. This is just the enemy trying to destroy you and take you down and it's not going to work father i thank you for these that are listening to me i thank you that we can be sure and confident in the blood of jesus that was shed to cover all of our sicknesses and all our disease that they're no longer ours anymore we stand confident and assured and with the authority that we have through Christ that that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is now living in us and that where there is light, there is no room for darkness. And at the mention of the name of Jesus, sickness has to bow. Believe that. Believe that with everything within you, that sickness is no longer allowed to be a part of you. I do not permit sickness to come on me. I do not permit the attack of the enemy to come through. There, there is a, a wall of protection that cannot be penetrated. Thank you, Father. I thank you for their healing now. I thank you that they're going to feel better. I thank you for good reports. I thank you for, for, for great reports and good news that I'm going to hear soon. That they're feeling better. That they're recovering. That they don't feel bad anymore. I thank you, Father. 
I, I thank you for your word that never returns void. And I thank you for every promise that is yes and amen to the tearing down of strongholds. And I pray these things in the name of Jesus, that mighty name, that powerful name, the name that's above every other name. Amen. Amen. Thank him. Thank him for healing you. Even if you say, well, I'm still sick. Okay, thank him for healing you. You know, that. don't... don't. Thank him for healing you. Thank you that it's already been done. It's already done in the name of Jesus. It's already been accomplished. Thank you for my healing. Thank you for my health. Thank you that I don't have to walk in sickness. Thank you that you've already sent healing to me. Thank you that your guardian angels are protecting me. Thank you, Lord, that just like Psalm 91 says, that those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High, that no plague can come near their tent. That's right, Maria, calling those things that are not as though they were. In the natural, it might not be there, but in the supernatural, it's already been done because it's already been purchased. You don't have to purchase it again. It's already been completed in the name of Jesus. Thank him. Thank you, Father. Thank you for, for health for healing, for restoration, in the name of Jesus. Amen.